Welcome to the Akiyama Brothers Song and Screen Podcast. I'm Landon Akiyama, here with my brother Mark Akiyama. Hi. And you're listening to episode 21, 21. A Star is Born. In this episode, we talk about some of the unique techniques used to record and film the new Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper film. Find out more at AkiyamaMusic.com. Hi, Mark. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you, Landon? I am doing pretty well on this night. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a half moon. I, don't, I was going to say full moon, but I don't think it is. <laughs> Almost <It's> Halloween, though. <laughs> I haven't been keeping up with the 31 nights of Halloween. What is that on Disney Channel? That's the freeform thing. Yeah, basically. Oh, the freeform. Anyway, well, yeah, what's new? Um, Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not that's, really anything. Oh, yeah. actually, how's I your do, job going? It's going, it's going well, but that's not what I want to talk about. I do have something new. Do you? That I'm really excited to share. What kind of new brew do you have? <laughs> Speaking of brew, I got a new coffee maker, and this is a coffee maker I've been wanting to get for quite some time. I have a family friend that brews pretty good coffee when I'm whenever I'm over, and she has. Like it's really nice setup. It's called the tech, tech. It's called the Technivorm Mocha Master, and so I got me one of them. Fancy. It is. Thank you. <laughs> I stopped drinking coffee. Yeah, sadly, he he starts drinking his like. I drink his, orange juice in the morning now. Well, do you still drink your matcha tea? Uh, I haven't made that in a while, but I should. Yes. I haven't made it in a while because the little can of it got pushed back in the cabinet, so I haven't I haven't seen it, so if I don't see it, I'm not gonna eat it. But I found it again, so I'm gonna start making that again. I gotta admit, coffee's my go to. I just use milk though. Coffee's so my I'm thing. Pretty much just drinking hot milk. Yeah, that's stupid. With green green in it. Green eggs and ham. Anyway, yeah, what else is new? Oh yeah, we've been um they're not out yet, so don't go looking. Well, actually, there's a couple of videos up on YouTube right now on our YouTube channel, Akiyama Music. And um, I'm about to finish another one. So you should head over to the, our page on there, Akiyama Music, and subscribe and hit that notification bell too because apparently that does something special. So when I upload the this new video, um, you'll be able to watch it right away. Um, it's kind of cool. I'm excited about it. It's... It's a video of me with an orchestra. So wow. I don't know. I mean, I don't want I don't want to say too much else about it, but well, it's not just you and an orchestra you're conducting. Oh, yeah. I, didn't I say that? I thought I no, said that. I thought you just said it's me with an orchestra. Yeah. Quote. Okay. Well, it's me conducting an orchestra. So, um yeah, look out for that video coming up. I have a lot of videos I'm working on for YouTube, so you should definitely subscribe there and stay up to date with that. Um, what else? Oh, the moment, uh, moment stuff. Oh, actually, first of all, um, thank you to all our new Overcast subscribers. Our, we had an ad that was running on Overcast for a little bit, um, but it expired now, so that's over. But thank you to the new subscribers. So, hi, welcome. This is, this is our podcast. And thank you to our new Apple Podcast subscribers. Yeah, uh-huh. If you haven't yet, um, yeah, go write a review or hit that rating. Um, also, the Moment Ambassador program, we always mention this because um, every time we do, somebody uses our code. So that's good news. You guys are 
if you haven't heard the moment ambassador program or the moment moment lenses actually they they're a company that makes lenses for your mobile device so like iphone samsung phone any phone you have they make a lens that fits on it with their cases and they have a wide variety of lenses that make your photos and videos look way better than they actually would on just the just the phone camera so yeah if you're you're interested click on our link and you'll save save some money on there and then a little bit will go back to help out our podcast which is always nice so thank you anyway what's new in the movie world movie world musical world oh yeah this past weekend i was at a um so i reached out to a composer who's doing a new new version of Viet Gone, uh the musical uh, they're doing it up in LA at the East West Players Theater. So they have a composer, Shammy D, who is writing music for it. So the way this this musical works is each version can have new music that goes along with the because it's it's a rap based musical. So um, basically, they can choose to either use the the existing music or have a composer write new music. So yeah, he invited me up to come to one of their one of their rehearsals. And I got to talk to him, really awesome guy. And uh, I heard a couple of the tracks that they were doing. They were in a tech run, so it was kind of going slow. But that is actually in previews right now. And then they open next. They open coming up. So, yeah, if you're interested, go check out the East West Players Theater Viet Gone production. Um, the music's really cool, and their production looks pretty awesome. So that was exciting, yeah. I was, I was happy to be able to go to one of the rehearsals. Anyway, that was the musical news that came to mind. Movie-wise, I saw Venom. Did we mention that before? No. You saw Venom. that? I didn't get to see it. How was it, though? Venom. It was pretty cool. I liked it. It lived up to my we expectations. Venom. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it was kind of refreshing and a nice new like departure from your standard Avengers kind of Marvel movie. Yeah, like this normal superhero script. I like Spider-Man, and I don't think Sony ruined it. Which is what every all the critics were saying. They were like, "Leave it to Sony to, to mess up a superhero movie." I was like, "What? What are you talking oh, about? This is really good." Venom's not really a superhero. Kind of. You ha- well, somebody has to be a hero in the movie. Anyway, yeah, well, that's out. Um, what is it? The first, first man. First man. I haven't seen that yet. That one is out. I really want to see that one. Yeah, that's I, next on my list. Yeah, I want to. I want to go and try and see it soon. Actually, uh, I wanted to see that one in L.A. at the Arclight Theater there because it's playing at the Cinedome or Cinerama Dome. So it's like a dome theater. <laughs> I don't know exactly how what it looks like or how you watch a movie. Yeah, I haven't seen one up there, but this is the movie that I would really love to go see in that. So if you're up there, you should definitely go see it and email me back and let me know what it looks like, how it was, and... If it was any better than a regular theater or a widescreen theater, I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what just came out today? Oh, Halloween. Halloween 2018. Yeah. I'm not going to play it. I played it last time. I sang it, so that's good enough. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> but what are we talking about today? We're talking about... We're talking about A Star is Born. Yeah, Lady Gaga's new movie. Well, which is directed by Bradley Cooper, his directorial debut. And Lady Gaga's actress acting de- debut. No, no, it's not real. Well, her first movie, but she was in American Horror Story also. Yeah, but her first feature length. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We have some cool stories that we found out from it and some kind of insight into how, what they did, um, how they recorded the live songs for this movie specifically with something in mind. I'm not sure. I'm trying not to give away the secret yet, but <laughs> I don't think I did a very good job with that. But yeah, there's a cool technique they did for recording the songs for this, this movie, which are is we, really awesome. Are we doing spoilers or no? No, no spoilers. We yeah, want to stay good. away from that. I was going to say, we are not doing any spoilers tonight in this yeah. episode. So because, yeah. go see it and you don't have to, you can listen to this podcast and feel confident that we will not spoil anything for yeah. you. Yeah, we're just going to talk about some of the music, some of the songs. The songs are already out, so no worries there. Um, and some of the stories some of the actors had about on set and everything. So it was directed by Bradley Cooper, like you said earlier, stars Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, and Sam Elliott. The songs Sam Elliott. were a collaboration written by Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. Lucas Nelson, a.k.a. Willie Nelson's son, Mark Ronzo, Gaga's producer, yeah. Hillary Lindsay, which is another songwriter, and also Bradley Cooper in a few of them. This is the fourth iteration of this? Third. Third. Should be, yeah. So this is the third iteration of this movie. Uh, the first one was in 1937, second one 1976, and the newest one in 2018. Um, yeah. So, so basically it's a story of a rock star who meets this girl, um, helps her, she kind of becomes really famous too, and then something happens to them. <laughs> watch it to find out (laughs) yeah that was a great teaser (laughs) anyway find out on next week's episode no it's a simple storyline but it's it's easily adaptable to um however they want to change it and fit it to whatever year they're doing it in so it's kind of cool and also using a current um pop star or you know and Using a current pop star and a current actor that's, you know, top of his game right now. Yeah, and I watched the first movie, the 1937 one, um, uh, earlier this week. Without me. Yeah, without Mark. Well, I mean, it was three hours, three and a half hours long. I couldn't even sit through all of it. I got up at one point and just started, you know, doing my chores or got distracted or something. Making coffee. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but... That story follows pretty similarly to what happens in the new one. Um, it's just the new one's much shorter. Yeah, they paid. They paid like tribute to the previous two films in some yeah. way. Like they took aspects from it and kind of did some cool uh, interpretations of it and changed it a little, changed it around. You know. Yeah. So he took Bradley Cooper took singing lessons, and part of what he wanted to do was he wanted to lower the register of his voice. So even before Sam Elliott was signed on to do the film, Bradley Cooper was using his voice as um, kind of a guide for what he wanted Jackson Maine's character's voice to sound like when he's singing, even when he's speaking. So he ended up actually lowering his voice by uh, almost an octave, apparently, which is, that's pretty low, or that's that's a big change. Um, but he, I guess the vocal coach... Uh, worked with him in a way where it wasn't straining his voice, especially when he had to sing and everything. There's actually a fourth film. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. that's what I thought. Yeah, 
It was in 1954, starring Judy Garland and James Mason. Um, well, this is the fourth version. Fourth version of this film. Yeah, the reason why the reason why I thought of that was because Lady Gaga sings the preamble to "Somewhere Over the Rainbow," and that's supposed to be a reference to J- Judy Garland. So when he was working with the vocal coach, he uh, he said when he first started, he couldn't even um, his breath wasn't even long enough to sustain a or go through a verse without being too winded. So he worked with the vocal coach to improve his singing and then also lower his voice, which is kind of interesting. He also learned guitar. Yeah, he worked with Luke, Lucas Nelson. Yeah, and Lucas Nelson was a guitar teacher and co-songwriter. Yeah, so Lucas Nelson is actually also in the movie with his band. They, they play Jackson Maine's band. Well, they don't play him. They're, they are the band. So anytime they're playing, the, the band's with him. Um which leads us into how they actually recorded the songs. They they didn't Bradley Cooper didn't want to do the traditional technique of pre-recording the songs in a studio and then lip-syncing them on set cuz he wanted it to sound um authentic and he wanted it to sound as if you're actually in a concert. So all the songs were performed and recorded live, which is kind of cool. Jason Reuter is the music editor, and he said the the live method is a lot riskier, but it paid off because they wanted it to sound as close to a live concert as possible. So, um, yeah. So what they did was, should we just get into this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what they did was every sound had to be mic'd and recorded um, at the venue wherever they were filming, and they had a lot of different concert scenes. So one of them was. I think they even did some at Coachella and then Glastonbury, the music festivals. So they had real audiences and everything. And then I think Lady Gaga also sold um, tickets to these recordings. So you could buy tickets and basically watch a concert of her from the movie, but to be in the audience. So they used the live audience, but um, what they did for the recordings... So they captured everything on set live and um, so they mic'd everything. And then so typically like a movie has um, maybe eight channels or eight tracks, uh, including like dialogue effects, ambience, music, um, all that kind of stuff. But for this movie, um, Steve Moorer, the sound mixer, said he used a 32 channel mixing board and was recording 60 plus tracks at a time. So every time they did a live performance or the song, um, like the shallow song that's in there, they were recording probably like 60 plus tracks with guitars, the steel guitars, the drums, the vocals, the keyboards, the pianos, um, all that had to be recorded live. And then what they did um, was later go in and mix it and everything. Um, So, but the only thing is by doing it live, they had to make sure that the songs weren't recorded by the audience and that they weren't leaked online because they wanted these these new songs to be fresh for the movie, and they didn't want any, um, you know, they didn't want the songs to leak before the movie came out. So what they what they did was they they had everything mic'd up and recorded, but they didn't uh, amplify any of the sounds. So imagine you're at like a concert, right? And then so you see the big speaker rigs and everything. Um, they were recording that, but they weren't piping the music in through the speakers. So the audience couldn't actually hear anything that was going on. 
but they still recorded the audience's reaction and because i mean they're still on stage singing and everything even though you can't hear them they're obviously going to go crazy because it's lady gaga and bradley cooper still singing and they know it's for the movie that's coming up so the audience was still going crazy and everything so they got the audience's real reaction but to prevent them from leaking the songs um they didn't pipe the music through the speakers so they couldn't hear anything um so but that kind of causes a problem because then how do you recreate the the sound of playing in that venue without having actually amplified any of the music in the venue so what they did do you want to know what they did i do so what they did was really cool, and I don't really know how it works, but it kind of ties into, um, so, okay, what they did was there's this, this method um, called impulse response, right? So what you do is you set up a surround microphone in the middle of wherever you're recording, like if it's in a, a live venue or a room or a, a garage or whatever area you're in. So you set up a microphone, surround microphone, and then you play a high and low frequency from the stage to the microphone and then the microphone catches that response and then what you later do is there's a software this is like really basic terms uh, (laughs) because it's hard to explain but there's a software that you later use that impulse response that you recorded and you can recreate the room uh, the room effect based on what response was recorded so then that lets you add uh, realistic sounding reverb, echo, and get the the sound of the venue that would have been if they had actually piped the music through the, the concert venue speakers. So basically the software maps a room and tells you how big it is, you know, how much echo there is and how much reverb there is so that you can later add that to your recording and it's an accurate representation of wherever you recorded without having actually recorded the venue sound. So basically they're using a sonar principle to capture the space. Sure, something like that. Yeah, basically dolphins. They use dolphins to recreate the reverb sound. Well, I was thinking more of submarine type sonar, but dolphins work it kind of it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the very early episode where we talked about um vr vr yeah virtual reality and music in virtual reality um this i think this is a technique that kind of comes in handy when you're doing vr also is impulse response so you kind of recreate the reverb and the sound of a 3d space sort of i think that's how it works but yeah, they said that was that was one of the hurdles that they had to get over. Um, and that's kind of a really cool, cool solution. So they got the benefit of uh, recording everything live. So what you're seeing them sing is actually their real performance in the moment at the time. And it's nothing is pre-recorded at all. No lip syncing and anything, which because also they're working with uh, a real musician like Lady Gaga. And I don't, I don't think she'd be okay with uh, singing to a track because that's... Pretty much the opposite of what every musician ever wants to do. <laughs> so they they get the benefit of the live recorded sound, um, the benefit of having the real audience reaction, and they didn't have have any leaked songs, 
So that's a plus. And they were able to recreate the actual venue sound. So uh, that's a lot of steps, but that's kind of cool. And it's definitely harder to do and takes more time, especially because if you're, you know, performing a live song and filming it, there's a lot more things that can go wrong. So you have to make sure you get a good take and everything and the band played well together. So, which also means as a musician, you have to be a lot more honest. You're like, well, yeah, I definitely messed that take up. So you should definitely speak up because you don't want that to be the take that they use. And then, and also, well, also the band behind them when they were filming at uh, Coachella and Glastonbury was a real band. Yeah. That was Lucas's band. Yeah. Lucas Nelson's band. Yeah. Yeah. Real musicians. Um, Mm -hmm. Bradley Cooper didn't want to use or like cast any actors as the musicians because again, he's going for that authenticity. That's why he recorded live and why yeah. he got real musicians. So to, they, to play yeah, musicians. he would rehearse, rehearse with that band. And then did you want to talk about like some of the instruments they used the band? Luke Lucas, uh, he said he used a, what kind of guitar was it? Lucas used a uh, Gibson, like an old classic like a 1950s right yeah like an old gibson um les paul les paul jr yeah and then jackson main aka bradley cooper actually ended up using a gibson also but his was a gibson memphis limited run 1964 es345 in that voss um olive drab green with it it was a nice distressed look um that was a beautiful guitar. I really liked his. Yeah, I thought I thought they had a really cool band sound together, especially when they were in the opening song and everything. Yeah, yeah, and his his particular Gibson the three forty five had that Bigsby. Um, I don't know what that is. Bigsby uh, vibrato. Oh, the little yeah, the little lever. Yeah, if, you, if you're looking at it, it looks like it's a big metal plate that goes on the on the bottom of the body and you that's what you use for uh vibrato oh uh, yeah 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 mm-hmm. the whammy whammy bar yeah the whammy bar <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sure if you knew that term but yeah, whammy. the whammy bar <laughs> the whammy bar yeah okay that's that's cool yeah yeah it was it's a pretty guitar yeah but even the way they filmed it they they had a shoulder cam guy a shoulder camera a camera on a shoulder get right up close to when they were doing the the intro song the very beginning of the movie um they had some some a featurette that showed the camera guy like getting right up close to bradley cooper strumming and and playing guitar and then also lucas nelson right next to him that was kind of cool because they were filming real musicians um actually playing they could do stuff like that and not have to hide the the musicianship that, yeah and then, yeah it's, it seems really cool to work with bradley cooper yeah sam elliott said he was an awesome director awesome actor too yeah they, sam elliott had a story where they're filming one of the scenes um and bradley cooper is acting in it also so like he's he would he was in the scene and then he exits the scene and the scene's still going and then someone just hands him a monitor and then boom he's in the director in his director's hat and then he the scene continues and he just keeps directing sam elliott and then yeah it was kind of funny so literally went from actor in a scene right out of the scene into being the director holding a monitor and watching Sam Elliott's performance the rest of the scene. It's kind of fun. Yeah, and that was the one where they just took one take. 
right? Yeah. Uh huh. One take, and then he's like, "Great, got it. That's it. Must not do that again." Yeah. Yeah. Another example of the authenticity. Yeah. Oh, and then the parking lot scene. This is not a spoiler, is it? No, this is in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Should I talk about this? There was one cool scene. Uh, Bradley Cooper kind of said the film is searching for the star and it knows it's Lady Gaga. And then even early on in the movie, before she's even comfortable singing or whatever, there's a parking lot scene and the camera, like Bradley Cooper is sitting in the parking lot on a, on a curb, I guess, or a, in a parking space. And then the camera's over his shoulder looking up at Lady Gaga who's singing in front of a supermarket. And they did it that way because it looks like, you know, he's one of the audience members watching her on stage. And then the supermarket lights, the bright white fluorescent lights kind of act as as the stage lighting background. Um, so it's kind of, you know, foreshadowing and everything. And I thought that was a really cool... Um, yeah, it was a good directorial... Call. Yeah, that was a cool Thank way of filming it. Um, and then I had like three favorite songs, I'd say. The ones that stuck out to me. I think the, the strongest songs that I liked were the the simpler ones. Like the first one where um, Bradley Cooper's singing Maybe It's Time, um, that song. I thought that one was really good. Uh, that one was written by Jason Isbell. Um... And then Shallow, the uh, the song that was used in all the trailers and everything, the Lady Gaga and the Bradley Cooper duet, that big song. Which was my favorite. That was your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was Which really ver- good. I liked it when she was singing at acapella in the uh, parking lot, too. Yeah. That was yeah. a great scene. Oh, yeah. That was the parking lot scene. The yeah, one that we're you, talking really, about. you really feel that, the, the lyrics in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where she's like, you just read that now. <laughs> it was pretty I'll tell good. You a secret. I think you're a songwriter. Don't worry, I won't tell nobody. <laughs> but I'm not that good at keeping secrets. <laughs> okay, that's no more. No more impressions. I'm done for that. <laughs> done with impressions for this episode. <laughs> I was gonna try to do the Sam Elliott one, but that is that's basically, that's basically the Sam Elliott one. No Jackson had a saying. There's twelve notes between a octave, and all that matters is how you forget how I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Yeah, Shallow. I thought that one was good. Obviously, that was the one they used for the trailers and everything. And then Always Remember Us This Way. I like that one a lot, too. That was Lady Gaga's um, solo song one of them but it was kind of before um it was it was a really stripped down version when she's playing it at the piano and everything um so i thought that was a nice i liked i liked the songs that were you know simpler had guitar piano um the simpler band setup i thought those were really effective yeah and then the way that the lyrics are none of uh, none of the lyrics were like filler lyrics or anything they always had to do with exactly what the character or characters were feeling, thinking, or going through at the moment. So none of it was like a song that was just thrown in there 
um, because it was a good song. Like they, and because it's, hmm, it's kind of a weird balance because it's not a musical in the traditional musical sense. Like, um, you know, uh, what's a, what's a musical greatest showman, La La Land, those ones. Uh, it wasn't like a musical, but the songs always, the songs in this always pushed the story forward and always had something relevant to say about what the characters were thinking right in that moment. So it wasn't like the songs were just added on top of it at all. Um, the, you needed the songs to help tell the story, which was important. Oh yeah. There was another story too. The, the I'll never love again. The song that she sings at the end of the movie. Um, is that, are you creeping into spoiler? Land? No, there's not spoilers. I'm just, uh, naming a song that's in the movie and where the movie it is in. But, um, they filmed it at the shrine in Hollywood uh, one of the theaters up there and it's really cool because there's like a sort of a, a pillow <laughs> I don't know how to explain it it's like a pillow that's on the ceiling and it's like a puffy little pillow and you easily recognize it if you've seen it before um, but I think one of the that was like one of the more emotional songs for Lady Gaga to record I think because right before they did that song or before she had to record that song um she got news that one of her friends had passed away, I think. So she recorded the song after that, which is kind of God. a little bit of a downer. But um, what did you call that method acting? <laughs> I don't know. A little bit of a method acting right there. Well, not that. I think method acting is when you do it intentionally. I don't think this was. Well, yeah, but so that's kind of just some some uh, one of the stories I heard going around yeah we don't know what it could mean for the film but you'll just have to watch and find out yeah that was a good song too i really like that one yeah. that yeah that one had a an orchestra behind her too i think mm-hmm. that was a lot that's like, not a spoiler don't worry no, no spoiler. it wasn't and that was a lot like the uh the first movie of um a star is born yeah where they had a very similar setup yeah they recreated the ending scene sort of yeah yeah in a song that was written by her husband, Jackson Maine, also. She sings that song at the end. That's true, yes. Yeah. So there's, that, there's some strong parallels between this one and the 1937 Janet Gaynor, um, A Star yeah. is Born. Yeah, it was a really good film. Um, but yeah, even like when you when you watch it, you're, you don't doubt for a second that they're actually singing live and that they're playing live and everything. Oh yeah. They like, put you like really right effective. there. It was they put great. You right there on the stage. Yeah. It's, it's quite spectacular. Yeah. I didn't even really think about it until halfway through the film. I was like, Oh, they're, you know, they're recording this stuff live because if you hear, um, you know, if you hear a song that's pre-recorded and then they're lip syncing to it, like any of the pitch perfect movies or anything, or even the, some of the greatest showman songs when they did that, yeah. it takes you out of it. Cause you're like, you can, even if you can't, um, tell, um, you subconsciously can tell that it's just not, that doesn't yeah, really sound right. It was a little something doesn't off. Look right. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the way they did it this way, even though it's a ton more work and probably a lot more headaches involved, um, it was definitely the way to go. And I think, I think 
that helped make the film um, stand out because it, it really feels like a concert and that's that's what they were going for and that's that's great. So if you haven't seen the movie, don't worry, we didn't spoil anything, but please go see it. It was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing. Do try to see it in the Dolby Atmos setup because Bradley Cooper, he said they spent a really long time mixing it specifically for Dolby Atmos. So um, it really puts you in the concert and um, gives you the, the venue sound. So they mixed it especially for Dolby Atmos and for the Dolby Atmos um, screens. So, yeah. And you can tell when you're on stage, like you can hear the guitar coming out of the left side yeah. behind you as if you're in Bradley Cooper's spot. Yeah. Uh, really as cool. a lead singer, you can hear the placement of the band around you. Yeah. I know we talk about Dolby Atmos a lot, but really, 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 this is the one you should absolutely see. Even though it's not like a sci-fi sci-fi thing with cool special effects and sound effects and everything you will get a really cool feeling of actually being at the concert and like seeing these guys perform up close um so it's definitely worth the dolby atmos i think they do an actual panning where you start in bradley cooper's position and you hear the band around you like the guitars behind you the bass to your right the drums directly behind you and then the camera pans out into the audience and you can hear the sound changing um, from Bradley Cooper's perspective to what you would hear if you were standing in front of the speakers. Yeah. Yeah. And I that, love those kind of things. Like you don't was, notice them, but if you do notice them, you're like, whoa. Like yeah. they put some thought into this. All right. If you I don't like notice it, it you're going to feel it for sure. Yeah. It's really cool. Anyway, that about wraps it up for this episode. So thank you for listening to the Akiyama Brothers Song to Screen podcast. Please, 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 if you're a new listener, please head over to iTunes. Give us a rating. And if you really, really like us, uh, please write a review. And if you want to hear more, please definitely subscribe. Yeah, we have all the links to all our accounts, Instagram, YouTube. Um, so stay up to date on that stuff because we're always posting stuff on Instagram. And there's a lot of YouTube videos that are going to be coming out soon, um, more specifically like related to what we do. Um, so if you're interested in seeing like what we do, definitely check out our website, Akiyama Music, and also take a look at the YouTube page, Akiyama Music on YouTube. So yeah, and when you do find us, make sure to say hi. We always like it when yeah, you say reach hi. out, say hi. Yeah, it's nice hearing from you guys. So uh, that's about it for this week. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> thank you. All right, bye. Bye, see ya.